When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. Good evening. Now we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in social media and in the news. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Glad you made it here. And our special guest co-host for the week, media personality and host of the Armand Wiggins show, Armand Wiggins. What's up, Armand? What's going on, Claudia? What's going on? So amazed what's going on, Al. I'm super happy to be here. A little nervous. But we're here, okay? Why would you be nervous <laughs> with us? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Everything that can happen will happen right before a moment. And let me tell you something. I was running around this studio like a madman because the sound was cutting out, the camera was cutting out, the lighting was cutting out. It was a mess. But we are here and I'm ready to get into the hot tea, okay? You know what? And Al and I have definitely been through this a lot because we like a lot of times we're on the road. I'm actually on the road too, and I think Al is as well. A lot of times when those things happen, you stop panicking and those end up low key being the best shows. When there's a lot of stuff mm. in the beginning, <laughs> yes. it usually pans out. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Are y'all drinking tonight, Allie? What you drinking on tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Gatorade tonight, Claudia. I got a lot going on. You know, I'm down in the DMV area. I'm here to teach, but I'm also, I just experienced death in my family. So um trying to figure it all out. And I figure it's best to oh. do it without the alcohol. Plus, I just came off of Grammy week. So I was in Los Angeles for the Grammys and all we did every day was socialize, eat and drink. So I probably need to detox this week. Well, Al, I, I just want to say I'm really sorry for your loss. Uh, I don't know who it is in your family, but I, I'm really sorry for your loss. So just thank you. For, we're glad you made it here and our condolences. And if you need a moment at any point, just let me know. And we got you covered because that's what we do here. OK, thank you. We got you. Armand, are you drinking tonight? Or are you sober? Um, for me, first of all, I want to say, you know, shout out to you, Al, for that. I mean, it's really tough um, experiencing loss and then coming to work. So salute to you on that, because, I mean, I would be a train wreck. However, I'm not drinking either. I am 30 days into my 60-day cleanse. I have the uh, February left, and on March 1st, I'll be, able, I'll be having a cocktail. Okay, so as of right now, uh. it's just some good water. Juice, <laughs> ginger, but I do do ginger beer. Okay, so ginger beer gives me like the little edge. It makes me feel like I'm drinking when I drink a little ginger beer. But as of right now, I'm sober. <laughs> well, that sucks for you. I'm a drinker. <laughs> <you ain't laughs> While I'm working on a new project, I can't say what it is, but um, it, it does involve alcohol. Okay, Armand, before we start the show, you know you're new to our show, so um, give our soulmates a rundown on your career journey. Yes. Okay, great. So um, I love to talk about myself. No, I'm just kidding. But honestly, no. Um, I started off as a YouTuber. I love YouTube. I've been doing it for five years now, full time. Um, and I've been able to, you know, amass some pretty good success here on the platform. Um, some of you guys may know me from HBO doing the documentary Tory Lanez versus Megan Thee Stallion, Five Shots. My content was featured there. I've been featured on VH1, um, Entertainment Tonight, um, The Daily Mail, so I've, I've had a couple of uh, publications from my commentary, interviews, and documentaries throughout the entertainment business. So I'm really excited to be here with you all because, I mean, it's Claudia Jordan, it's Al Reynolds, and now I'm, it's Armand Wiggins on Fox Soul. So for me, this is like a dream come true because it shows people that if you put in the hard work and the dedication, you know, being an independent artist, because I do believe I'm an independent media personality, which is an independent artist, in my opinion. Um, if you put in the work, you know, people will um, the universe will reward you for it. So I'm glad that I'm here and able to share this space with you all. So, um, yeah, shout out to you guys. And I can't wait to get into some things. Well, let's now without further ado, let's get into some things. OK, mm -hmm. the 66 Grammy Awards took place last night and some of your favorite artists took home the gold. Congratulations to Killer Mike for winning Best Rap Album. Victoria Monet took home the Grammy for Best R&B Album and Best New Artist. Okay. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. I was like, who? she was glitched. I didn't know who, who that was. I was like, is that me? 
Okay, Coco Jones. Coco Jones won the Grammy for Best R&B Performance, and SZA won the Grammy for Best R&B Song for her song "Snooze." Did you guys enjoy the Grammys? And what were your thoughts? Al, let's go to you first. Listen, the Grammys was pretty epic to me because what I there were so many underlying messages that I really got into. One was it was a huge night for Black female artists, like you said, SZA. Coco, Victoria, they all swept. A lot of other black females did just the same winning Grammys. And the other message that I got from the Grammys this year, especially with Killer Mike, is you it never you're never too old to win in the game. We know that he hadn't won a Grammy for 20 years after winning the Grammy with Outcast. And then he does a sweep. And when I say a sweep, I mean a huge sweep. Best what? He was like best rap album, best rap performance, best rap song and guess what he's 48 or 49 years old so i enjoyed those undercurrents that i saw happening at the grammys even though there was a little bit of controversy when we talk about or when we're going to talk about it here on tjf about jay-z's speech all right armand what do you think what's your thoughts uh Listen, I'll be honest. I mean, I like the Grammys, but in all, the Grammys was a mess to me, to be honest with you, because I feel like while there was so many black people being celebrated, why were they all being celebrated for the majority of the part of the show during the pre-show? I feel like we didn't see a lot of those moments with our black talent being celebrated during the main show. So for me, while the people were rewarded, we didn't get to see it on the main stage. Also, in regards to Killer Mike, I thought the Grammys did something very, very nasty by awarding Nicki Minaj as the winner for Best Rap Song and then going ahead and changing it at the last minute and giving it to Killer Mike after it had been updated to on all of their social media platforms. The Grammys then went out and put out a statement about, you know, Nicki Minaj was the winner, her and I Spice, all for Killer Mike to come back and be the winner. So, I, you know, while it was a good night, the Grammys was a mess in, in true form, okay? And, you know, Jay-Z got up there drinking liquor out of his Grammys after he, you know, threw Beyonce under the bus. But, you know, all in all, I did live for Fantasia. Um, but I will say we need to stop overworking Stevie Wonder. My guy Stevie Wonder went up there and sounded a mess. But we'll, I digress. We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> you, you, you know, whoever operated the Grammys uh, Twitter page being very messy. And they were. the fact that they had awarded, you know, they, they made the announcement about Nick. I fell back. I thought that was really ghetto. And um, it seemed like it was a scam. Freezing. <laughs> Oh, my God. I guess I felt <laughs> what I said. Claudia, you in that boost mobile internet. Come on, I guess woman. I am. Okay, let me say it real quick. I thought the Grammys, whoever operated the Grammys Twitter page was extremely messy. I don't know if they was trying to do a moment and get some controversy, but that was extremely ghetto to say Nicki Minaj won and then Killer Mike had the Grammy. Because now there's always going to be forever going to be an asterisk next to that Grammy for Killer Mike and for Nicki Minaj. I think that was really wrong, no matter who you're fan messy. All right, moving on. Jay-Z received the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award and gave a powerful yet shady acceptance speech surrounding the politics of the show. Uh, Jay-Z said this referring to his wife, Beyonce. I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. And he added, so even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Some of you are going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. And some of you don't belong in the category. When I get nervous, I tell the truth. We <laughs> guys here for Jay-Z's speech. Armand, we're going to you first on this one. Um, I definitely was here for Jay-Z's speech. Okay, so, I mean, I'm here for him standing by his wife. I'm here for him having that power and that platform and not being afraid to speak, you know, to power. Because so many people think that, you know, Jay-Z has a hand in, you know, manipulating charts and, you know, awards and the Grammys because of how powerful he is. So I'm glad that he went and spoke to power. Now, some people will say, you know, Beyonce, you know, you got 32 Grammy awards. You know, why are you begging for more awards? And I and I feel like, you know what? I don't care if I have 100. I want 101. I'm going against my peers. All the people in the room are successful. There's multi- Grammy winners in that place. So we're not talking about people like you and I that maybe, you know, we just dream to be invited to the to the Grammys or gr dream to be, you know, nominated. No, we're talking about people that this is their livelihoods. They put out a lot of work and dedication to this and they should be rewarded as such. I don't give a darn if she's won 32 Grammys. If she's owed 33, 
give her that award. So I don't feel as though that there was anything wrong with him saying that. However, on the flip side, the fact that he did do that, um, he did discount um, anybody who would who would have won album of the year that night. So I think the only person that could have won and walked away with their head held high and their dignity is Taylor Swift. Had that been Janelle Monet or Victoria Monet, she probably would have been leaving like, well, Jay-Z really doesn't think I deserve it. You know what I mean? Taylor Swift can be like, Shh, who gives a darn what Jay-Z got to say? I'm Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? And move on. And she's not, and she's used to people coming in and telling her that Beyonce should have had the moment over her. So... I don't know. I, I'm I'm on both sides of it. I agree, but I can also see how it can make other artists feel some type of way. They're gonna feel some kind of way, but what what about Beyonce feeling some kind of way? All those Grammys and I don't have an album of the year, but you thought it's okay to give it to Taylor Swift four years to get it four times. Al, what do you think? I didn't like it. I gotta be honest with you. I don't I I there's a part of his speech that I like. Anytime you touch on the politics of racism or discrimination or misrepresentation, which is the case here, because we know that the recording academy has over fifteen thousand members. However, the newer members, which are only three thousand, is where you're gonna find a cluster of more women and black people. And those new three thousand don't have voting rights or voting rights. So what happens in that case is you're gonna continue to see the same people went over and over now this is the rub for me I, I just felt like this was an evening for the black female artists for the other artists and for you to trump this win can you imagine it took victoria forever to win this grammy she's been in the game for 10 years um people like SZA and coco this was a big night for them and for you to kind of brush that off or to trump it with your politics just kind of felt awkward for me however I do see why he thought it was necessary, but in his necessary speech, it would have been great for him to talk into what needs to change. And don't make it all about your wife, make it about the change with the Recording Academy so that we see that hip hop, the most influential genre in the music on the planet, is respected more now i'm a real huge person on protest so if he really wanted to make a statement he and beyonce possibly or shouldn't have shown up that would have been speaking more into the space of what he's trying to change than speaking into the space and ruining other people's nights i see you laughing mom what do you think i i just i disagree because I feel like if you're getting a, a prestigious award like that, that is when you say something. Like sometimes we get to these places where we don't show up, but many times, okay, we don't show up, but you still end up watching it anyway. No, you get up there and you say what you got to say because these are one. This you get one chance and one shot, and you make that moment. And I, listen, to be honest, I don't. If I'm Jay Z, I don't care about Victoria Monet. I don't care about. Any of those, I care about my family, my wife. She was snubbed. I'm talking about it. It is what it is. I'm sorry. You guys are great. Win your awards. But it's not about you. I'm, I'm taking this moment that they've made about me, and I'm going to let them know that my wife deserves this Album of the Year award. She's been busting her ass, and she deserves it. Stop giving it to the same people over and over again. And I stand behind them 100%. Yeah, that's the best thing about this show. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. We can agree to disagree. I think when you win an icon award like that and you're making a statement, the statement should be about the issue and not about just an issue relating to your wife. Between the two of them, they've won 56 or maybe more than that, maybe 62 Grammys. So, you know, take that time to speak into the problem that exists across the board and not just the problem that you and your wife are having. But Can the I good thing is, oh, go ahead. He, the good thing is, he didn't say a name, so it, it could be looked at as he was making a general conversation about a general, general statement about the issues. Definitely mm. said that. But but really quick, it just kind of feels like that people. I, I understand what Alice is saying is like the general problem, but I don't feel like that's really people's issue. I feel like people's issue is they feel like Beyonce has already enough awards, so why is she complaining? You know what I mean? I feel like that's mm. really the root of people's problem, and they feel like. Why is she complaining? She's already rich. She's already famous. She's won all these awards. And who cares? And I don't, even if Victoria Monet or any of these other girls may have, this may be, they worked 15 years to get this one award. Oh, well, I'm deserving of this award. 
you'll get yours when you get it. It is what it is. I don't know. You know what? It's so funny how you see two things in different <laughs> ways, right? Because for me, the last album of the year um, Grammy that went to a black person was Lauryn Hill for females and Outkast for males, right? That was over 20 years ago. So I think the issue is how can we go 20 years without an African-American artist, male or female, not win an album of the year? So that's kind of where I'm landing with it. But I, I guess it's important to understand both sides of the coin. I'm feeling a little bit of racism with black girl. You got enough. Aren't you happy? Almost when Obama was president, it was like, you got your president. Stop complaining. Racism's over. No, if she's still bomb and still putting out the hits, she should. Renaissance is no way she should have got album of the year. I am. I'm glad he said something. If not Jay-Z, then who? All right, coming up next, Kenny Burris' big announcement at the Grammys and later find out what Patrick Mahomes' father was arrested, why he was arrested just eight days before the Super Bowl. Oh, look, he looked. Welcome back to TGIF. Let's get into this story. Candy Burst revealed on the Grammys red carpet that she's going to take a break from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. After appearing on the franchise since 2009, she says, I decided I'm not coming back this year. It's been 14 seasons and they allowed us to sit around for a little too long. She's tired of waiting for them to come back and book her. She got things to do. And she added, during that time, I had started working on a lot of other things. Are you surprised? And who do you think should replace her, Al? Oh, good question. You know, I think it's time for Candy to take a break. I don't think it's over for her, to be honest. I think she's probably going to take some time off. We saw that Kenya took time off. Portia took time off. And of course, Nene took time off. Um, so I think this could be good for her. We know Candy is always chasing a bag, always working, always got a new project in the, in the hopper. And she probably just couldn't put up with the delay in the scheduling and, and versus her getting to other bags that she's got going on. That's how I interpret it because she is like a, like a staple, right? She's been there since the very beginning. So we look at Candy as one of the franchise people. People. She got other bookings she needs to confirm and she wants her, uh, you know, her, her deposit. They taking too long. I am not mad at her. Armand, what do you think? Right. <laughs> I think this is the best news I heard all night. Get rid of candy. Mm -mm. <laughs> hey. Yes, 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 yes. I cannot. Listen, I cannot stand candy. I'm sorry. Why? I'm so ready. I oh, cannot no. stand candy. Why I'm, do you, not, why do you have a problem with candy? Candy can't sing. Yes, Candy, can, uh, Candy cannot Armand. sing. Candy cannot sing. We have to stop doing this. Candy Armand. cannot sing. Candy cannot sing. Candy cannot sing. Candy want everybody's job. Candy want all the money. And Candy holds too many grudges. Candy feels some type of way too much, and she doesn't allow room for growth. You say one thing to Candy, she mad at you for 20, 30 years. You're stopping bags while trying to take the bags. Move around. Because like you can't even get into it with Candy, or she's like mad and holding a grudge for like the next 10 seasons. So I think Candy needs to go because this is the entertainment business. We might get into it. We may not get along, but we have a job to do. And you can't take everything so personal. Candy takes everything so personal. And she's not that entertaining. She's not that interesting. And she's not that polarizing. So I say good riddance, Candy, Candy, and bring anybody else in. I don't care. Phaedra, <laughs> Nene. I'm not even the biggest Kenya fan, but I can take Kenya and Portia, you know, over anything Candy. I'm over it. I'm so glad Candy is gone. I was doing backflips when I found out that Candy was not coming back. Every year we have this conversation about the Housewives and the Housewives of Atlanta and who should come back. I'm like, just get rid of Candy. Get rid of Candy. Bring Marlo back. I don't know. Just get rid of Candy and leave her gone. That's how I, that's how I think. And so I'm so happy she's gone. You want Marlo over Candy? I cannot you want Marlo candy. 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 Candy's a housewife. Yes. Candy, I like Marlo's Candy. entertaining. Marlo's entertaining. Marlo's going to bring you the... Candy is going to cry. Candy is going to be upset. Candy's going to hold a grudge. Candy's going to get in her feelings. You got to walk on eggshells with Candy. Who wants to sit around and walk on eggshells and feel some type of way all the time? You can't even sneeze next to Candy without her getting offended. I'm over it. Ooh. Get rid of Candy. Well, honestly, she's the only one that's really married and a millionaire. So there's that. Reba Dirty Candy. All 
All right, moving on. After two years of facing health issues, Wendy Williams is now back on the screen in an emotional documentary released by Lifetime called Where is Wendy Williams? The trailer kicks off with Wendy stating that she is pretty much broke while wanting viewers that it could happen to them as well. But the most heartbreaking soundbite was from her son, Kevin Hunter Jr., who said, my mom always talks about how she wants to work, but I think she's worked enough. She has people around her who are yes people that have allowed this to continue. What are your thoughts on this documentary? And do you think Wendy should be seen in her current mental state, Armand? Absolutely. First of all, anybody that knows me or watches me knows that Wendy Williams is my number one favorite all-time celebrity. So just to see her in any capacity, I'm excited as a fan. Now, as a viewer, like, you know, it, it's hard to watch like one of your faves, like really go through such a hard time because I feel like there's times where I'm like rooting for Wendy and I'm like, she's going to come back. You know, I, she's going to do a podcast. She's going to do a show. But in the back of my mind, I know the Wendy Williams days in the era of Wendy Williams is over, but there's always that glimpse of hope. I believe anybody that does a commentary type role, you have looked up to Wendy Williams in some capacity at some point. Also with that though, it, make, it makes me realize something that um, there is a price that comes with that type of seat, you know, commenting on other people's lives and, you know, spilling the tea. So you really have to make sure that when you're doing it, you're doing it with some level of integrity because inevitably you do get the energy that you put out and we all pay for it in some way or another. So I watch Wendy Williams and I say, okay, I want to, how do I, you know, find a happy medium in, you know, the work that I do? Because, you know, I do it for entertainment, but I also don't want to end up like her. But I do think that it's great for her, you know, to show us this side of her, the vulnerability said that Wendy Williams, she shouldn't be doing this. She, she, she should stay private. And my thing is this, God forbid she dies next week and then everyone else is telling her story. I'd rather tell my story while I'm here alive versus Charlemagne or my son or Kevin, Sharina, this assistant, that assistant, you know, telling my story for me. I'm here. I've been drinking. Put my bottle down. I may got a little memory loss, but damn it, I'm the greatest. And I stand with Wendy. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> even though <laughs> even though I've been the butt of her jokes for over 20 years on her show you know I gotta be honest I was really excited about seeing her back on television but in this form and fashion I I I, I didn't like it it didn't feel comfortable to me it felt exploitative it felt thirsty it felt desperate and it's given I am really broke tease but this is the funny thing what's that saying uh, you reap what you sow, what goes around comes around. That's what this is giving me right here. And I would rather just hold her in a different regard. Like these types of moments, even if you need the money, I think you can hold it back from the public because a lot of us just don't want to see her in this light. To me, this negative light, and I can hold my comments for later because I haven't seen the whole thing, but the, the clips that we saw were so negative that it makes me feel sorry. It doesn't make me want to support any type of comeback story because I don't feel like she's healthy enough to come back. So that's where my head is with that. But I do see why she chose um, Lifetime because remember she did a docu-series there. She produced that Aaliyah show there. So I can, I can assume that they not only paid her well, but she also felt comfortable there knowing that this was a project that she needed in order to get some money. But oh overall, God. overall for me, it felt very uncomfortable. And I feel like the 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19 Wendy Williams that we know would never let anybody do a project like this on her. You know, I'm going to go real quick because I know I'm having some issues here. I just find it really funny that anyone of us on this panel can say anything about what you reap, what you sow. When we all talk current platforms, Armand, you laughing because you know you're guilty. Al, you know you're guilty. I'm going to say I know I'm guilty even worse than Wendy Williams could ever be. So I don't think this is a karma thing. Okay. Uh, Al, can you read some of our comments? Sure. Oh, you want me to read some comments? All right, let's see what we Al, got any here. Of I can't hear yeah, you, babe. I can't hear you, Claudia, but let's see what some of the comments are. Yeah, read are. some comments. Karen D said, Wendy's decline in health indicates she needs palliative care. 
uh, Ty Time said Wendy needs to make her comeback so Tasha K can be can be put in her place. No wait, <laughs> Wendy needs to make her comeback so Tasha K can be put in her place. Okay, Antoinette Johnson said no. Wendy is done mentally. Sorry, sis checked out in 2020. I think that's pretty much it. All right. Well, we're going to go. <sighs> well, hold on, right, Claudia, before you go to commercial. All right, soulmates, I see y'all are just giving me a hard time about my hairline. This is not missing hair right here or on this side. <laughs> this is my hair is graying. And if I don't dye my hair, then it's going to look like this. So it's hair there. It's not missing hair. I know how to go to a barber. It's just that it's graying. And if I don't color it, it's going to look like it's missing on, on, on our TV. Wow, don't feel bad. Mine okay, hairline, take us a commercial break. Take us a commercial break. <laughs> All right, guys, coming up next, Patrick Mahomes' father is facing up to 10 years in prison. And later, find out which R&B star is denouncing his heritage. Stay tuned. All right, so mates, welcome back to TGIF. All right, so, you know, sometimes life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money, you can, the money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. All right, Armand, did you ever do like the, the payday advances or anything like that? You don't look like it. It looks like you've always had money, brother. But do you know, have you ever had that experience? Actually, I used to do payday advances. Well, no, not payday advances. Uh... You know what? I was about to tell a lie right there, Al. You know what? No, I'm going to just say no. <laughs> All right. Know. So earning is great for individuals that have unexpected um, <laughs> bills. Like I was saying last week, if your car breaks down or if you have an unexpected vet bill or if you have a, a, a wedding gift that you have to get in, the money's just not there yet. You can use earn in. And I recommend that you make earn in a part of your financial routine and join earn ins over three and a half million customers who say things like when I think about earn in, I think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind so go download earn in today spelled e-a-r-n-i-n in the google play or uh, apple app store <laughs> when you download the earn in app type in t under podcast when you sign up and it'll really help the show that's t under podcasts Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, each earnin.com slash TOS for details. I'm sorry, cearnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So did we get Claudia back, Claudia? We are back, and I apologize. Promotional consideration furnished by Ernie. Let's get back to some hot topics. All right, y'all. It's the week of the Super Bowl in Kansas City. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes may be feeling less celebratory after his father was recently arrested on DWI charges. Patrick's father was arrested in Texas yesterday for driving while intoxicated for the third time or more. According to TMZ, Patrick's father will still be able to travel for the Super Bowl despite his recent arrest. What are your thoughts on this sad news? And do you think Patrick should create boundaries with his family? Because the most famous one always gets the shade from the one that's messing up in the family. Armand, what you think? Um, listen, I'm not a big football fan or sports fan, but from this, I'll just say, I mean, it's very clear. At some point, you know, I'm all for family, but I'm also for distancing myself from my family because you become a burden. So at this point, if I was him, dad, you clearly don't care about me because this is not your first time. This is not your second time. This is like your third or fourth time. So at some point, I think it's okay for him to just say, you know what? Bygones, let bygones be bygones. You stay over there. I can't help you. And I would move on. Drop him. 
You know, um, Armand, my comments are the same. Um, and I talked about this when we found out that his brother was uh, charged with assault or some type of sexual act, sexual aggression or, or, or offense of some sorts. And it's funny because this man, Patrick has a $450 million contract over the course of 10 years. And over the course of the next four years, it's $210 million. And that name is important. And it's a brand and it's a franchise brand. So when his brother gets in trouble, when his dad gets in trouble and they're in the headlines, it's really soiling his name as a franchise name and they need to work on it. So I'm not the type of person that I'm gonna throw my family away like that. But what I am the type of person who would do after the Super Bowl, after he wins the Super Bowl again, um, he needs to take him and his father and they need to go away and they need to have a heart-to-heart -heart discussion about how their antics could possibly affect their ability to for him and his family to transfer generational wealth in that Mahone family. Nellie Collins says he looks like a drinker. Rianne said he possibly needs help. Here's the problem. When you're the famous one, uh, the headlines never going to say the person's name. It's going to be such such father such as brother. And that sucks for Patrick, who needs to be totally focusing on this Super Bowl, especially as a black quarterback. You already get a lot of smoke. I don't care if you have black quarterback, black 110 black. You already have a lot of eyeballs on you looking for criticism. So you cannot afford to have anybody messing up when you're about to be on the cusp of greatness of this big event. All right, before we take a break, let's check out this Black History Moment sponsored by Nissan. Fox Soul celebrates black history makers who have broken barriers and created change. Miss Black America is the first pageant in the United States to set the stage and open the door for women of color. Before Miss Black America forged its own path, there was the Miss America beauty pageant. It was restricted to white women only. In 1967, J. Morris Anderson, a black businessman, was inspired by his daughters to create Miss Black America. In 1968, the first Miss Black America pageant was held in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in protest to the Miss America pageant. 19-year-old Sandra Williams was crowned the first Miss Black America, setting a new standard of beauty in the USA. We are here to be a complementary force to help further the, uh, the black movement. The success of Miss Black America broke down the color barriers and opened the doors for change. In 1970, the Miss America pageant accepted its first black contestant, Shell Brown. Today, the Miss Black America pageant is celebrating 55 years of black beauty. Every year, there is a glamorous and dazzling pageant that continues to showcase and inspire black women. Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, proudly presented by Nissan. Experience a whole new thrill of driving. All right, before we go to break, brief comments on this. What are your thoughts on this historic pageant, Al? Oh, I love it. 55 years of celebrating Black female excellence and Black excellence as well is always going to be a thumbs up for me. Armand? A complete thumbs up for me. They got it right. I'm here for it all day long, so I'm here for it. Shout out to Black History Month. Shout out to Nissan. The reason we had to have a Black Amer Miss Black America pageant is because they wouldn't let us in. And now that we're in, we are winning Miss Black America and Miss America and Miss USA. So salute to all the Black queens doing their thing. Coming up next, find out which R&B singer is denouncing his Blackness, not on Black History Month. And later, we are playing the Grammy edition of Hit or Miss. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. It's officially Black History Month, and it seems like Tyrese is trying to denounce his Black heritage. The singer wrote, Sometimes I wish I was born Latino. I mean, the Latino community is grounded in family, loyalty, entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women. Literally represent the dream, the grind, the hustle, doing whatever it takes to stick together against all odds. And he added, if us as Black culture was more grounded in the integral, magical nuances of us, we would be dominant. Tyrese, please don't make us have to read you again. <laughs> it's Black History, my brother. What are your thoughts on his remarks? 
I'm gonna go to our guest host tonight, Armand, because I want to hear what you have to say. Because I, me and Al, we done talked about this man before. What do you think about this, Armand? I personally feel like I understand where he's where he's coming from. Like I'm not mad at Tyrese for feeling that way because I, I, what I took from that was you know the Hispanic community they stick together. And I'm be honest, I feel like they do, especially living here in California. Um, and this is I'm not trying to be funny, but you know. The tia, hermano, abuela, tu, tu, tu tia, they all live in one house. The son goes to work. They, the girlfriend lives there. They take care of the kids. They all pile up in one car. They all take care of each other. I, I see that happening every day here. Black people, you got to go. You, you can't stay here no more. I need your check. I need this. I need that. Well, there's no support system. The Hispanic community, they really believe in community. So I just feel like, you know, Tyrese saw that and kind of felt like, damn, I wish my black people would believe in community a little bit more like the Hispanics, you know, bond together. That's how I feel about it. Armand, I'm going (laughs) to welcome you to the show, son. But let me tell you something. He's right. Latin people do stick together. But you're not not on my good Internet, not doing Black History Month, not until the end of February. Are you going to decide to speak on Latinos and how unified they are until it's Black History Month? I, 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 I just can't think that he is not calculated in doing this during Black History Month. It's, it's just not right. And it's degrading. I mean, it, it's it degrading. may be true, but still not during Black History Month, Tyrese. And I'm really sick and tired of talking about him and his antics and how he feels and what he's thinking. Can you please go back to the studio or go back to a film set or, or, or anything? Can we just see some of your work? I don't want to hear about your antics, and I honestly don't want to feel hear about how you feel about the Latino community versus the Black community during Black History Month. So for me, this is a no. And for me, I'm not going to talk about Tyrese anymore this month during Black History Month. That is my blackout. I'm going to say this real quick because I know my internet is tripping. Tyrese, you're a little uneducated in this regard, okay? Latinos are not a monolith. There are there are Latinos, I think they're white, that vote against their best interests all the time, that are big, huge Trump supporters. There are Latinos that vote with Democrats and with black people. They are like they are all they are not a monolith. So you are aspiring to be a group like a group that ain't even all together either themselves. And might I add, they do not have the same history as black people. Were Latinos right. kidnapped and brought to America or did they come right. here voluntarily? They walked their asses over from Mexico or they got on a boat from from Spain. They did <laughs> not get forced over here. It is different. They did. They migrated here. I'm just saying, that's no shade. And as Armand says, no tea to them. But I'm just saying, it's a whole different background and history. Black people were kidnapped, brought here, Jim Crow laws, set rules, set up to keep us divided. So we have a little bit more to uh, fight against. Now, do I think his intention was correct? Yes. We could use a lot more unity in our community. But when you're as influential, well, as followed as Tyrese, <laughs> um, people are going to like listen to you and they're going to look for a reason to clown you, Tyrese, because you've made a lot of missteps. First of all, you call your light-skinned girl wife, your Nubian queen. Then when that was over, you over here with this one, then that one, you're crying on the internet, boogers come out your nose, you're doing too much. So I just wish you would just be a little bit more focused when you make these messages. Maybe a little Adderall prescription may help you out here. <laughs> you focus on what the hell your message is. Because right now, I get it. But you need some help. Media training. I don't know. We got some comments, Al, you want to read? Because, you know, please. Okay, so KC said he cried about his color, paying child support, and his girlfriend. Oh, I can't say that word. And if his girlfriend leave, he's going to be crying again. ST. Anita Carter Foley says, Foley says, Tyrese can take his unstable behind <laughs> over to another race. I was going to buy concert tickets because he will be here in Seattle, I think, but I won't, I don't want to see him now. And let's let's do one more. Uh, who that PYT said, so you hope to leave the community instead of being the change you want to see. Weird. Yeah, it's that part. Like, does he have some valid points that we could be? Listen, we could stand to use a lot more unity in our community. He's right about that. I think it's the way he packaged it up. Just like his messaging is always a little bit off. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, again, like it's like when someone dates a white woman, you don't got to diss black women to date your white woman. Just, you know, love what you like, like what you like, but you don't got to diss us in the process. Like we know we got work to do. 
Don't be putting our personal business on the streets, Tyrese. But I feel All like right, why, I, but I feel like white people don't want to hear the truth. Like the truth hurts, and pe black people just don't want to hear the truth. I just feel like I'll be damned if I get what my it truth is. I'll be damned if I get my truth from Tyrese, Armand. Now that <laughs> you want to get your truth from Tyrese, you are perfectly well. Definitely not doing Black History Month. <laughs> we can talk to him uh, March first, uh, right? Okay. According to Variety, Yolanda Saldivar, the woman who tragically killed the late superstar Selena, who I cannot stand this limited docuseries called Selena and Yolanda, The Secrets Between Them. Yolanda planned to tell her side of what transpired leading up to Selena's death while also revealing the late singer's secrets. What are your thoughts? I'll, can I go first real quick? Yeah. Bitch, you already killed Selena, president of her fan club, stole money, lied, and, and killed someone who was going to be a huge star that was a huge star. You going to tell the dead woman's secrets that you murdered? We are not here for you, dusty ass. Yolanda, you are hater number one, and I, I I really wish nothing but the worst for you, cause you're a whack ass bitch, Armand. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think this is stupid. I think why are we even giving this woman a platform? And it doesn't matter what secret, how you try to spin it, what you have to say. There's there's no justification in killing this woman. You were jealous, you know. But I think that um, there was a lesson learned here. You know, unfortunately, Selena, you know was a casualty, but, you know, without this happening, I feel like growing up, to me, I always was told, like, you don't want a Yolanda. You don't want to have those people close to you that will kill you. You see what happened to Selena. So watch your circle. Watch your circle. She's been an example in my life um, forever. Everyone uses her as a reference of people not to have in your life. So, you know, it is what it is. But I think I'll be watching, though. We're all going to watch, though. That's the thing. I'm going to watch, <laughs> but this is ridiculously trash. But I'll definitely be seated. Yolanda, you're an ugly bitch, and I don't want to hear you spilling the tea on beautiful Selena that you murdered and took from us. Al, what do you think? Is she ugly bitch? <laughs> she does look pretty, you know, ratchet now after right. being in prison for 30 years. But Claudia, the streets are saying that Selena and Yolanda were alleged lovers. And sometimes you can't stop the heart from wanting who and what the heart wants. And in this particular case, Selena wanted or was with someone who I think became jealous of her, like you said, and 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 knocked her off. And that's really, really sad. I don't know, I, Armand, I know you, I'm new to LA, but people in LA love Selena. If you go to Koreatown, they still sell her pictures, her t-shirts, everything about her. I don't know exactly if this docu-series is going to change the public's perception of Yolanda. So if that was the purpose for her doing it, I think she can pack it up and go home. But if she's doing it so that she will have a better understanding for someone that we love so much, Selena, then I'm here for it too. I'm definitely going to be watching. She's been in prison for 30 years and she's eligible for parole in 2025. I'm going to say this, Al, about those rumors. As beautiful as Selena is, and yes, I am face-shaming, of all the lesbians that Selena could have be up in her or on her or licking on her, why would you pick dusty ass, no chin having Yolanda of all the women that probably could she Selena could have gotten? And she was a liar. I, I'm 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 not here for this. I really cannot stand Yolanda. I very so and Armand, like you too, I always say, I don't you're you're the Yolanda to my Selena. Like yeah. I do not you don't want it, someone posing as someone that loves you and then Get yeah. close to you just to hurt you and stab the knife in you. Mm -hmm. um, Lady T said, Selena didn't want that Oompa Loompa. That's what I'm saying. Well, she didn't look like this now. You got to, if you're going to be fair, you got to look at her old picture when they were together. I did. They look, she wasn't as unattractive as she is now. I know you don't she like her, but she, she wasn't was dusty. She was dusty. Yolanda was not cute. Come on, Al. Now you stop. She was Al. not, she doesn't look Yolanda, like she Yolanda looks was fat built. She was fat. She had about 40 necks. Ten chins. She was a mess. <laughs> she did it not giving, look. She did not look like that back in the day, was, brother. Thirty years ago. Thirty years ago, she did he, not he, look like Al, that. It was giving Spanish Tasmanian devil. <laughs> I don't care, but you guys can't say she looked like she. And what is up with these ago. people? When people die, all of a sudden, people close to them want to make these these women lesbians. It happened with Whitney Houston. Now Selena. All these women are lesbians now. Like this is just crazy. So you saying Wendy Houston didn't like women? You know what? We got to go to break on that note because you ain't about to have us in no lawsuits with that estate. Keep it locked because coming up next, we have a whole week with Armand to get sued later on. We're playing a fun game of hit or miss. And you about to hit or miss our show. We'll be right back. We ain't doing that. Bye. <laughs>
Welcome back to TGIF. If you're just joining us, we have our guest host, Armand Wiggins, with us, joining me and Al Reynolds. So get into this. Get up in here, whatever he says. Okay. Gail King is receiving backlash on social media after she recently asked seven-time Grammy-nominated artist Victoria Monet about her identifying as bisexual. One person wrote, Gail needs to interview Oprah and tell us about their lesbian relationship. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what? Y'all setting me up. Y'all are setting... I am not mature enough for this this story. And uh, another person added, I hate that they use her sexuality to acknowledge her recent accolades. But I love Victoria across the board, and I'm happy she's using her platform to provide a safe space for other queers. What are your thoughts on Victoria's sexuality being the topic of conversation Rather than her accolades, a uh, quick note, for those who don't know, Victoria is in a relationship with fitness trainer John Gaines, and they have a beautiful daughter together. Al, oh, he's fine. Too cute. They look good together. They do. Uh, Al, look at the baby. Al, um, you, you know, think? first, I'm sorry? What do you think? So, you know, I agree with whoever, you know, what that one person said. I, I For me, it's about themes. This is a woman that's been in the entertainment business for 10 years, trying to win a Grammy after writing and working with everybody, right? And she and she, and she won, right? Three, three, wasn't it three last night? So for us to see, and I wanna see the entire interview, cause I haven't seen the entire interview. Obviously I'm just making this assessment from the clips, but for, for Gail to just focus on her bisexuality was kind of disturbing for me. I would love for her to focus on, it's a journey in this business and sometimes it happens fast and sometimes it happens in the early beginning and sometimes it happens later on. And she's definitely an example of how you can have it all later. She's got a man, she's got a child and now she has three Grammys. I would have liked to have heard about the journey and less about her sexuality. Amazing, Maisha says, yes, Gail, talk about you and Oprah, damn. Um Armand, do you think that's what do you think about this? I just feel like at some point, a woman that's with a man that look like that and with a daughter, she ain't gay. And stop trying to make everything about queer, the first queer black woman to win Grammys. Like, why did we get in it? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just thought that was stupid. Like, and even if she was gay or bisexual, we don't need to talk about that because she's clearly with a man and she's got a baby. So I don't want to hear about her being bisexual because she's straight right now. So that was irrelevant and it made no sense. And I don't know why they brought the queer community in that in the first place. So I thought it was stupid. That's why I always have a problem with leading with our sexuality. Let's yeah. lead with the talent. Let's lead with your right. character. Let's lead with who you are and let that be a, a sidebar if you want to talk about it. I don't think you should be leading with that by others leading with that and you yourself. Like, let's lead with your talent. And we should. She's talented. All right. In honor of Grammys, it's only right that we play a fun, fashionable game of hit or miss. All right, let's cue the music. Let me see. Can't see. Press up, Grammy winner Coco Jones. Hit or miss, Al? I give her a definite hit. I love that deep uh, drop in her neckline, her shoulders, arms, breasts, skin is skin and face is beautiful. Love the color. Hit for me. Armand? Hit for me. I love the contrast with the dress and the skin and everything looks smooth like butter as they hit. Favorite neckline. It's a hit. All right, next we have another Grammy winner, Victoria Monet. Hit or miss? Armand. It's a miss for me. I'm bored with it. It's nothing to see there. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a miss for pictures. Claudia, you know it better than, uh, well, you know it as a woman. Some things that you see in the room when you're putting it on looks good, but when you take that picture and it's posted, you say, ah, what happened? I think that's the, that's that's what's happening here. And it's definitely probably the color as it relates to her skin. I like the monochromatic look. I think she looks pretty. I'm going to give her a hit. All right, next we have Ice Spice. Hit or miss, Al? I'm going to do a miss on this. And I... I I'm just going to say I'm going to do a miss. It didn't, it did not hit for me at all. Armand. Uh, that is a complete miss. Um, I understand she got a new wig and she's playing a, a homage to her Y2K kind of look for her album. And, you know, she was born in 2000, but Ice Spice never gets it right in the fashion department. So this is a complete miss for me. All the way around. I, I agree. It's a big miss. And this lady has so much attention and such a machine behind her. You should not still be looking like this. You are a pretty girl. You can do a lot better. Next, we have Hallie Bailey. Hit or miss. Armand. 
Um, I'm saying hit. It looks like Hallie, you know, everything, she looks, she got that baby glow on her. So it looked like, you know, Hallie is doing that, you know, she getting it in. She ain't no little girl no more. You can see it on her now. She uh, got that glow. Uh, she got that. I'm getting beat. Okay, I like that. I like that. It's a hit for me. Al. <laughs> I think uh, the dress, is, it just looks washed out on her to me. The dress is beautiful by itself. I love her hair. I love her, her, her neckline. But this isn't like a real hit for me. I'm going to give her a miss. I'll give it a baby hit. I think it's pretty. I don't think it's a, I definitely can't say miss because I think she still looks beautiful. Yeah. I think she looks pretty. All right, baby face, hit or miss, Al? Well, you know, I really can't see a lot about it. I think I like the texture. I'm not sure about these chains, but you know what? Babyface is what, in his 60s? So what can he do wrong? And he's been to basically every Grammy since he was he's been in the business. So I'll give him a hit for just showing up. Okay, Armand? Can't go wrong with all black, so I'll give it a hit. I'll give it a hit because it's so hard for a man. Like, you got to really do something outrageous to be a miss when you're a man. You don't have a lot of options. All right, Doja Cat, was she a hit or a miss? Armand? Uh, Doja Cat is always a miss for me. I feel like she tries too hard to go be so edgy, be so different. And we've already seen this. I feel like Doja Cat wants to be Lady Gaga so bad mixed with Katy Perry. It just never hits for me. So it's a miss completely. Al? Um, I'm going to say definitely a miss. I see that this color is must be in season, and I just want to see my stars be different than everybody else and wear a color that's different from everybody else. So definitely a miss. 1,000% miss. You had your nipples showing, same color as the dress. It was giving cat nursing my kittens with the nipples out. I'm like, what are you doing here? Pretty girl, but the hair you're a pretty girl and you're making yourself not look pretty and i don't like it um did you so, say cat I, missing the kittens cat nursing <laughs> hey. before we go we'd like to thank the miss black america pageant for providing us with their footage and for more information or to register go to missblackamerica.com I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Armand Wiggins, for joining us tonight. Armand will be with us all week. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off. We'll be back here tomorrow. Bye, fellas. Bye, boys. Bye, soulmates. Bye. Have a good night, soulmates. Bye.